I think we have three objectives this Congress. Three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. In two years' time, we have went we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we, we need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can ne <coughs> <coughs> never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago 1.7 trillion dollars spent. We can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We have to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense. That's good common sense. They do the 12 appropriation bills that that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours and send it to the Senate, and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up, and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important, we got to do the oversight, well, the House, do the investigations. We have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. in a way that's consistent with the Constitution, but we need to do it vigorously and aggressively. That is part of our duty as members of this body. To my friends here on this side of the aisle, I would just say this. The differences we may have, the differences between Joyce and Jordan or Biggs and Bacon, they pale in comparison to the differences between us and the left, which now unfortunately controls the other party. So we had better... We had better come together and fight for these key things, these three things. That's, that's what the people want us to do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We did things a little differently today starting the show. Uh, what you just heard was Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio who... Uh, sounded there like he wanted to be Speaker of the House and he was nominated as such, but he only got 20 votes. But man, that sounds more like a Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy ever did. But the speech that you just heard was in support of Kevin McCarthy, who as of the time of this recording has lost five rounds of votes. 
five separate rounds of voting, and he's been nominated multiple times, but he still can't break 218. Now, the most recent uh, person that they've nominated was Florida Representative Byron Donalds. Uh, I've met Byron Donalds. Seems like a very capable and very sharp guy. Uh, his district, I believe, is down in the southwestern portion of Florida. But yes, he was nominated. Uh, Jim Jordan has apparently made it quite clear and very adamant that he doesn't want to be speaker, which is okay. But apparently, the long knives are out, especially for the 20 people who are just making life miserable for everybody, uh, apparently at least on the Republican side. And frankly, I'm not even understanding some of the why they're even upset because even my congresswoman uh, voted, is apparently voting for McCarthy and I'd really love to know why. Because I understand, I've heard from people uh, the America First crowd, like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is supporting McCarthy. Apparently, uh, my congresswoman, Kat Kamek, is supporting McCarthy. I don't know why, but, but I, I know the arguments are very intense. They're very personal in many respects. And these representatives, these members of Congress, or member-elect, because some of them haven't been officially sworn in because they can't be sworn in until they have a speaker. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens. We're in the second day and frankly some of the people that I've been hearing on the mainstream media are really getting annoying. I mean especially people like Newt Gingrich who I respect. I inter uh, he's a he's an amazing guy, very sharp, but these people, the, the 20 representatives who are standing firm right now and say, no, McCarthy, because, and, and frankly, some of these quote-unquote conservatives who are standing up in McCarthy's defense, I'm kind of going, do they not really understand the concept of credibility? Yes, he's been forced to the right. And yes, apparently he agreed to some of the uh, requests or demands, depending upon how you want to look at it, of the Freedom Caucus. But the problem is, when did Kevin McCarthy all of a sudden get religion? Because if you're going to vote for someone, they have to have a record. They have to have something that gives them credibility. And in, in too many cases, uh, Kevin McCarthy has screwed the pooch. And given his sort of tacit support for the $1.7 trillion, which is actually $1.8 trillion omnibus spending bill that, frankly, uh, Mitch McConnell as I tend to call him now, Mitch, the son of a <clears throat> McConnell. I'm trying to keep this clean, people. It's like this is a family show. But the fact that McConnell today is with Biden down in Kentucky, 
I'm just going, gee, why don't you just kiss his ring, Mitch? This is ridiculous. Now, one thing that now finally the Senate Republicans apparently are make are getting a little bit regretful of is that they didn't put in the debt ceiling in their crazy ominous bill, which is just which is sad and pathetic. I mean, you want to talk about spending like a drunken sailor? That's an insult to drunken sailors everywhere. This is just plain evil and demonic. And frankly, for those red state senators, Republican, who voted for this monstrosity, yeah, I'm going to be holding a lot of y'all's feet to the fire, and I hope the people in your respective states will do likewise. Because this is just straight up wrong. It was wrong then, it's wrong now, and we can't afford it. I mean, you. I, I love these senate. I, I love these representatives who talk, want to talk about reality. Reality. Okay, you want reality? I'll give it to you like this. We've got a border with more holes in it than H. Swiss. We've got inflation that's not slowing down too much. We still have unemployment. We have. Oh my gosh. We still have a baby formula shortage. Oh my gosh, I mean, wasn't that supposed to be dealt with months ago? I mean, you've got crime in the streets. El Paso, Texas, is nothing more than a homeless, a large homeless camp because of all the illegal immigrants who are coming into the country. You've got a situation in Arizona which is going to get worse now that racist Katie Hobbs got sworn in as governor and basically got the giggles right in the middle of pledging an oath to the Constitution. I mean, you want to talk about damn awkward? Yeesh. That was just ridiculous. It was a mess. And I don't see what's so dang funny, uh, old racist Governor Katie Hobbs. I mean, my gosh. Arizona is just a huge honking mess. Well, now it's, in, you know, I, I'm looking at this. The whole thing with the... Uh, and there are other issues I wanted to take up, but this whole speaker's mess, everybody has an opinion. You know, everybody wants to put in their two cents. I say no. In a time right now where we are in 2023, the grassroots is straight up ticked off. Straight up ticked off. It's that simple. And they are sick and tired of being betrayed. They're tired of being played like a Stradivarius by Republican establishment and elites. They're tired of being told to sit down, shut up, and have a cookie. We're going to, we know what's best. I mean, it's condescending. It's elitist. They're tired of it. And these 20 in the House who are wanting the right leader... There, it's a protest vote. You know, some people would call it a protest vote. I call it, let's see how powerful the establishment really is. Because that's exactly what the deal is. That's exactly what the deal is. How powerful is the establishment, the cartel, whatever term you want to use, 
because they believe they're going to get whatever they want and they're trying to break the America First people, the, the Freedom Caucus types. They are. They're trying to break them and say, oh, we're conservative, we're conservative, we're conservative. It's like, mm-hmm. First of all, what is your definition of conservative? I'd like to hear that. Number two, do you have a record that gives you credibility? There's enough, that's a real good question. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> those are tough. I mean, I'm sure I can think of a few more, but this is what's going on right now. This is what's going on. Now, I think Jim Jordan would have made a great speaker, but apparently he doesn't want it, which is okay. We're now into getting ready for round number six of voting. And apparently there's going to be, so far, no, uh, no adjournments. So it's gonna be interesting to, uh, to see how this works. And I figure with McCarthy, he's gonna keep going and going and going, and he's going to push people like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert uh, Andy Biggs and others of the uh, anybody but McCarthy uh, wing, you know. So yeah, it's called. Well, uh, I'm really hoping they don't, but I am a little disappointed at my congressperson for voting for McCarthy. But you know, I'll, I'll have to just deal with that a little bit later because I'm definitely going to ask. Uh, but yeah, this is a. Uh, this is pretty nuts. This is seriously nuts, what's going on. But, you know, the people talk about chaos. Oh, it's chaos, it's chaos. Really? You wanna talk about some real chaos? Go down to El Paso, Texas. That's chaos. Go anywhere along the southern border. That's chaos. Millions of people, five and plus million, have already come in the first two years of Joe Biden. Yeah, you want to talk about chaos? Go right ahead. You know, let's, let's see real chaos. How about crime in the streets? In New York, uh, Philadelphia, who just for the second year in a row has had over 500 homicides. 500 homicides the last two years. 500 and 2020, 500 plus in 2022 and 2021. Yeah, you want to talk about chaos? New York is a mess. I used to love New York. I would, I used to love to visit, but now there's no way in hell I'd go. No way. Chaos. When you're talking about kids in public schools, in some cases are being ordered to wear masks. We still haven't got rid of the mask Nazis or the mask holes. They're still there. They still want to mess with your kids. They still want to groom your kids. They, they want all of that. These people need to be not just confronted. They need to be put to a grinding halt. Their agenda is twisted. It's sick. It's not helpful. I mean, it's already bad enough you got kids in public schools who are way behind the curve because of all the lockdowns and all the school closures and all this online learning, which really didn't help. 
And on top of that, I mean, it was so bad, you had kids committing suicide. Kids as young as 12 years old because they were isolated. They couldn't go to school. They couldn't be with their friends. And yet, you have some nimrod, total doofuses, who are screaming for, well, let's have a pandemic amnesty. I'm thinking, not a snowball's chance in hell, okay? I'm just going to be that vicious about it. I'm not going to be nice, but yeah, it's vicious what you've done to those kids. There's not going to be an amnesty. There's nothing, there's going to be nothing close to it. If you were part of the people who were with the lockdowns, the vax mandates, the mass mandates, I'm not going to forgive you for what you did to the kids. Forget it. That is not going to freaking happen. So no, we've got a country that's in chaos, but it's not in D.C. It's all over the fruited plain, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and places in between. No, no, no. I mean, my gosh, we have Joe Biden was in the Virgin Islands at some billionaire's little billionaire's mansion or whatever, you know, while people were dying literally in western New York, in Erie County, in Buffalo, the Buffalo area, just feet, foot after foot of snow. And where was he? He was just like, oh, da, 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 da. you know, off in his messed up, demented world. So no, I have no real sort of sympathy for anybody who's into the status quo, be they Republican or Democrat. I don't care. But what's really getting on my nerves is looking at the media. I mean, it's today, it's just the knives are out. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get personal. And I just accept it. And I've been watching all afternoon this whole mess transpire. And I'm just looking at this and going, okay, what the heck? I mean, it's we're going on round number six. And McCarthy hasn't gotten the votes. Now, yes. Now, there are some in the Republican caucus who are getting a little snippy. Or actually, maybe not even a little snippy. They're just getting a little snip, more than a little snippy. But it's like, look, if the Republicans actually had some freaking brains and some spine, you wouldn't have people like McCarthy or Paul Ryan or John Boehner, Denny Hastert. They, you needed a Right now in this country, we are teetering on the verge of an economic train wreck. There's a story in the Hill News. No, not the Hill. Um, I've been, I, I, and I'll find it, but there is an economist from Harvard, so we're not talking some backwater university, who has been talking that there is a sovereign debt crisis that is starting to form in Japan. It's coming, it's Italy, and it's coming to the US. I mean, my gosh, we're 32 trillion freaking dollars in debt, and yet we have an omnibus bill that's given all of this money to the Ukraine and 
<laughs> and I'm still blown away that Mitch McConnell actually had the stones to say that the number one priority for the Republicans in the Senate is the Ukraine. I'm like, really? What the hell happened to the U.S. southern border? What happened to our sovereignty and our borders? I mean, there were, in that omnibus bill, folks, over $400 million went to the border security, not of the United States, but went to several countries, most of them in the Middle East. Uh, Jordan being one of them, I believe Oman, Egypt, and a couple of others. This is the America last Congress. And to say that, you know, hearing these people saying that, hey, McCon Mitch, uh, not Mitch McConnell, uh, Kevin McCarthy, he'll, he, he's, he'll work with us. He'll give us a, a mm-hmm, really. What did he do for you in the minority members of Congress? What did he do? Hmm? What did he do? He didn't stand up for y'all. He just played games. He was bought and paid for by the swamp. And he's a creature of the swamp. I don't care how many millions of dollars he's raised. He got involved and tried to stop America First candidates in the primary. Just like Mitch McConnell did for the Senate. He screwed around with Blake, um, Blake Masters in Arizona, messed with Kelly Shabaka in Alaska. The Alaska GOP was so pissed off, they censured him. I'm like, come on, people. These are people that cannot be trusted. And I'm sad to say that Kevin McCarthy, you know, in spite of President Trump, and former Vice President Pence and their endorsement, I, I can't buy it. I'm sorry. I love President Trump. I've supported him in 16. I've supported him in 2020. And if necessary, I'll do it again in 2024. Because he's, but I, I just can't trust, this, I can't, as much as I love Trump, but I can't, I, I can't agree with him on this. I just can't agree with him. Now, I don't know exactly the why he's doing that, but that's not for me to judge. I just said, no, I can't support McCarthy because all I can see are millions and millions of Americans who work hard, play by the rules, heck, going to church on Sunday and all that, and still having to pay ridiculous prices for gas, ridiculous prices for food, paying obscene amounts for utilities for rent for mortgages getting even further and further behind I don't I can't agree with that and frankly if McCarthy actually had some credibility I don't think there would be this problem I really don't think there would be so I don't know at least for right now you know, as we're going into the sixth round of voting, which I'll be keeping a track on, and I will, uh, I'll give, I'll put updates on all of uh, our social media. But my gosh, this is just nuts! How many people are freaking out over a guy? I mean, Kevin McCarthy brought this on himself. He brought this on himself. You know, the go-along-to-get-along crowd of the Republicans, I said, whatever. 
But if you want to basically put your trust in somebody who hasn't had the best history of having your back, uh, I would rethink some of this because you've got a slim majority. That's number one. But number two, you know, you got people who are millions of the grassroots who are going to be watching y'all like a hawk. And I will be one of them. Because if you can't do what needs to be done with spending, with the oversight, with everything that y'all promised, if you can't deliver, not only will you screw yourselves, you will screw President Trump in 2024. And frankly, I don't think that's something he's really into or wants to get into. Because if you can't deliver, you're not going to be helping President Trump and you won't be helping yourselves. So you might want to consider that before some of y'all start with the moaning, kvetching, and complaining. The country needs help. It needs it now. And political expedience is what helps get this country in the mess it's in in the first place. My God, people. I mean, are, do you really think that the American people, the hardworking men and women who are trying to keep a roof over their heads, food on the table, clothes on their backs, gas in their cars so they can go to work, you really think that we're that stupid? They do. And frankly, I said, really, I'd like to see you try and doing the same crap that you did the last time. I mean, you, Mitch McConnell already gave you Nancy Pelosi as speaker for one more year. You can't really do anything with the spending until September, and you better get ready for that. And you better be ready to have the balls to stand up and say no, no increase in the debt ceiling, because that is your last weapon. Because there's no way that anybody in this country who has half a brain is going to be okay with 87,000 new IRS agents. They're not going to be okay with a border that doesn't get secure. They're not going to be okay with it. They're not going to be okay with rising prices. They're not going to be okay with any of it. So for you Republicans who are griping and moaning and complaining about the 20 people who are trying to have some principle, now if they're now, if they're doing the wrong thing and they're doing it for really selfish reasons, then I say, fine, you know, whack them, whack them hard. But whatever happens, whatever the outcome is with the speaker's race, and frankly, the speaker's race is going to be connected very much so to the RNC leadership uh, race that's going on right now with uh, Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, and Mike Lindell. So yeah, there's gonna be some, there's gonna be some really wacky stuff going on uh, between now, through the whole month of January, frankly. I don't care how long it takes to get the, the speakership re resolved. It just, you need the right one. You need somebody who's a real leader, not some, establishment yahoo who will pretty much bail on you when things get a little tough because 
you know, if you want to keep track of it, if you want to keep an eye on him and hold McCarthy accountable, okay, you better give us a reason to believe that you will. Because credibility means something. It means something. Because if you don't really have it, why should people trust you? And that's a very logical and very fair question. If you don't have a pattern, if you don't have a history of integrity and credibility, why should anyone trust you? I mean, I, I mean, not just in politics, but frankly in anything. What's, why should we trust you? I don't know. Well, yeah, that's exactly the point. We've done this. We've trusted you, Republicans. We've trusted Congress. You've done nothing. You've betrayed us because you've got your own whacked out, just crazy agendas that are so anti-American, anti-grassroots, anti-American people. And I don't care what excuses you come up with. I mean, if you're not going to do right by the American people, why the hell should they do right by you in 2024? Hmm? Seriously, because all of y'all are up for re-election next year. So keep that in mind. Oh, so I guess in black and rant is over for today. So we, we did things a little different today, but that's okay. I enjoyed being here. We're just still celebrating our anniversary week having tons of fun, you can check us out at inblackandright.net, our website, or you can just simply shoot us an email, inblackandright at gmail.com. So my friends, till until tomorrow, I'll be looking forward to coming to you again, and always remember that patriots do come in all colors. <laughs>